welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. This week, we're discussing what happened with the recent Pokemon Home announcement, what's being fixed with the latest Pokemon and Scarlet, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet patch, and last week's raise facing technical issues. As always, you can jump to a topic using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how are we this week? Um, I'm exhausted because I've been running here, there, and everywhere today. I have a mate away on holiday, so I'm looking after a fish. And it's like a 45-minute bus ride to get out there and then sort the fish out and then ride back. And then my neighbor caught me yesterday. She's a little old lady. was like, my grass is all overgrown. And it was. It was like four foot of grass. Can I borrow your strimmer? Yes, okay. By borrow my strimmer, do you mean do you want me to come over and do your garden? Yes, please. Uh-huh. And it's like, right, okay. You got, you got a moth in there. <laughs> got a fly. So it was, oh, it's no. the same one you had last week. It's made its way up here. <laughs> so so do you just look after people's pets is this your your like side hustle uh, well i mean i don't earn any money from it i just i just i like pets i like animals i i i won't see an animal go uncared for and people know that and take advantage of me for it (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair enough it did throw me as well yesterday when you were like um when when i when we're talking about doing the podcast you're like yeah i need to pop to london i'm like what do you mean pop to London? Like <laughs> London's an hour and a half, two hours away. And I was like, no, that's me. That's, yeah, that's no, me that lives really far it, away. It, it, it's 40 minutes away from me. That's um, not too bad. So I had to go get a new washing machine because mine tore itself apart. It just went on a spin cycle and then I just sat in the other room and it's going. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love okay. it when they do that. And uh, yeah, the foot ripped off itself and apparently the weight it got dislodged in it and it starts sparking inside the drum and i'm like that's yeah. not, that's not good um, when if, if you open ever opened up either a washing machine or a dryer no. like there's there's not a lot to them no. there's like a handful <laughs> of chips it's a, a drill it's a, a, the, the circular you drum. know drum and then typically there's like a big like slab of concrete to uh-huh. weight down and that's about what all it is. And like, it, when I opened one up to like try and diagnose one, that it was obviously broke. I was like, "Is there anything I can do?" And this this concrete slab had just snapped in yeah. two. It's effectively what like, had happened. It had come loose and was just bouncing yeah. around in there. And I and I was just there going, "Why is the concrete in my in my washing machine?" <laughs> and then I like, and then I went down the rabbit hole of. Okay, right. That kind of makes sense because there's hard, there's hardly any weight to them. If they're spinning that fast, they need something to kind of, you know, stop it weigh jumping around. Yeah, but you can tell when they're on the way out because they just start to, like you say, they they move. Yeah, like you go in, you're like, that isn't where I left you when I <laughs> you've, you've moved across the room. So I, so I needed to go get this new washing machine, and my stepmom mm. was like, "Oh, your brother's got one." Like he thought his had died. And he got a new one in, and his one's fine. So he's got one, and he needs to get rid of it. I'm like, well, okay, then let's. I'll I'll get my mate in because I don't drive. My mate will give me a lift up there, and we'll go and get it. And she went, yeah, it's he lives up some flats though, but it's okay because oh. he bought a trolley. I'm like, all right, fine, okay. And I'd messaged him, and I was like, do you want some money for it? He was like, yeah, throw me forty quid because I spent ninety quid on this trolley, and I want to get some of my money back. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Got up there. And not only does he live up a block of flats, 
He lives up a block of flats with no elevator. On top of a set of really steep stairs at the top of a hill. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like at the top of a drive up hill. No, no, no. You walk up a hill and then you walk up some steps and then you go up the flats and he's almost on the top floor. And I was like, all right, so where's this trolley? He was like, what are you talking about? You were supposed to bring a trolley. I'm like, no, no. I, your your mum said you had a trolley. He's like, no, I hired a trolley because it was a pain in the pain in the butt to get this up here. Oh well, good luck, boys. Oh. <laughs> so look at, me look and my mate had down. to lug this uh, big heavy washer dryer all the way down these flats and down the stairs and down the hill and stick it in the back of the car and we got it home. And it wasn't till I got home that I got out and I went, there's no. There's no outflow pipe. And he messaged oh. me. And he was like, oh, the outflow pipe sat in my kitchen, by the way. We forgot that. I'm like, right, okay, that's fine. I've got the old washing machine. That's got a fixed one. Okay, I need to go buy an outflow pipe. So I've now got two washing machines sat in my kitchen. Neither of them are fixed into the plumbing yet. So that's <laughs> also to be done today at some point. <laughs> I love our adult lives. Like, if some younger people are listening to this that just spend the day, I don't know, you know, oh, I go to school and after I've done school, I get to play video games for <laughs> for a full-time job, basically. Like, this is what you've got coming to you in 10, 20 years, <laughs> talking about washing machines on a podcast. And this is the most exciting thing that happens in my life. It really <laughs> is. That's the sad part. I was super excited to get a new washing machine. Oh no! <laughs> well, let's ju- let's let's jump into the first piece of news this week. Um, Pokemon Home got announced uh, for Scarlet and Violet, and then got taken away from us with the explanation of we put the cart before the Mudsdale. Um, yeah, I can't. Like, how does something like this? Like, how does something like this happen? How can you? Because there are there are teams that must communicate and go, right, okay, this piece of software is now ready. We know when the update's going to be. Okay, you can start communicating about it. Like, what, what's, what's so gone wrong here? What I think's actually happened here is that this is a pre-made tweet. So somebody has scheduled ah. this tweet. Yeah, Somewhere along the line, the 23rd of May, which was the original statement on here, uh, 23rd, 24th. 24th. It was one of the 24th. 24th of May was supposed to be the launch date. That was like the agreed upon. That's what all the marketing team had. And somebody had scheduled a tweet. Closer to the date this tweet has come through, if not the same date the tweet has come through, somebody has frantically written an email gone, no, it's not going to be ready. It's not going to be written. You need to pull that right now. Roll back, roll back. Right. Okay. So... So, which makes me think that, like, originally they were probably optimistic that we were going to be getting this update and something has delayed it there. I think it's not even optimistic. I think that was the deadline. I think that was a case of, like, that's the release date. We're going with it. Get it ready. And it hasn't hasn't arrived. Right. And, like, so the other thing that seems to be happening is we're getting a level of backwards compatibility that which we spoke about a couple of weeks back now mm-hmm. and my so what i'm suddenly thinking and, and and let me know if you're also thinking this is this is why 
it's taking so long to get the compatibility with Scarlet and Violet because they are basically launching all this compatibility update in one. So it'd be, okay, Scarlet and Violet, but also backwards compatibility so long as those Pokemon exist in those games. Is that maybe what's taken it so long for them to roll out the Pokemon Home compatibility for Gen 9? It's certainly a possibility, but unless the Pokemon are completely reprogrammed, I don't, we will because, we will never know what the issue is, and that's what winds me no, up. No, yes, yes. And, because, you know, I think the fans are, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit, like, kind of done with the lack of communication that comes out of Nintendo mm. and out of Game yeah. Freak. It's, yeah. This isn't acceptable. Yeah, great, cool. There's some backwards compatibility, and the first time you get to move a Pokemon from Scarlet and Violet, you get Sprigatico, Fuecoco, and Quaxi, all with their hidden abilities as mystery gifts. Isn't that great? Except for you can't do it yet, and we don't know when you can do it. <laughs> Here's some news, but don't know when. Like, it, it's like because you'd like to think the backwards compatibility thing is literally just a, a flag in the back end of the data of... This Pokemon can go to like these games. And then you'd also have those same flags for moves. Like, okay, these moves are only available in Gen 8. These moves are only available in, you know, Gen 6, 7, and 8. Uh, These moves are only available in 7, 8, and 9, for example. Same with abilities, terror types. Like, you'd think there'd be a lot of, like, flags, event flags on these different Pokemon. And therefore, it'd be easy. But, like, the, the more. The more I'm looking, the more we've done this podcast, and the more we've kind of got to see behind the scenes of these Pokemon games. That up until doing this podcast, I never really looked into the back end of a lot of like what goes on. And the more and more we get to see, the I, I understand that the Pokemon games are basically held together by sticky tape and glue. Mm-hmm. And Pokemon Home kind of feels now very similar to that, that so this is what i want to what i question actually is is this ilka's fault that mm. they can't design pokemon home correctly or is it that no matter what they do integrating with scarlet and violet because scarlet and violet is so broken mm. Mm. nothing works properly and the the, the problem is Neither of those two companies are going to throw the other company under the bus. No. Because if you're Ilky, you're not going to go, hey, this is this is the Pokemon company's fault. Because the Pokemon company is just going to turn around and go, wait, you're throwing us under the bus? Well, say goodbye to your contract in X amount of years. You're done. We're never working with you again. And on the flip side, you don't want to be seen as... Now, the Pokemon company doesn't want to blame other companies because then in the future, Ilka might go, well, we're not working with you, or other companies might go, you know what, like, you're reaching out and you want someone else to do the remake of the Unova region. Well, sorry, but we saw how you treat the last company, so why would we get on board? So we're never going to, like, they're going to be very tight-lipped about this and not reveal the issues and the problems. But But the issue with that is that it means that you, you, you're just frustrating your customer base because they're having to guess. They don't have all the answers, and they're never going to get those answers. 
I I do agree with your statement that like people are starting to get a little bit sick of the lack of communication from Pokemon where the games are concerned. And I get where you're coming from, but there's got to be there's got to be a PR spin you can put on it. There's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than, ha, huh, we put the Mudsdale before the car, <laughs> or the cart before the Mudsdale. Get it? Because Mudsdale's a horse. N- no. How did that happen? Why is this happening? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, like You want I me feel- to pay for DLC in this game that doesn't work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be really... I, I can't wait till we get to discuss the DLC sales of this generation compared to last generation. Yeah, that was fascinating, actually. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that works because I, I am, I do believe that the reason Skull and Violet sold so well out of the gate is because A, it's the first open world Pokemon mm-hmm. game, but the marketing of it, it was everywhere. It was absolutely everywhere. And the trailers did a fantastic job of showing the best bits of the game so you got even caught bits up that in weren't it in the game just yeah out there sorry still burn <laughs> you, got, you got caught <laughs> up in it you got caught up in it and then you're like right okay i'm gonna get this game because it's like it this is pokemon reinvented and you didn't you, you, you didn't get that and i think the thing that annoys me with this tweet is like they still haven't announced the 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 date. It says like yet to be announced. Three point zero zero is coming soon. What what's coming soon? Like yeah. like when 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 is that? When? It's well and truly us- not spring anymore. I don't. I yeah. think we're swiftly moving past early twenty twenty three. Hmm. Yeah. So what's? It's just not like, good enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it, it's it's really not. And like I, and for me. Like, the frustrating thing, because because I, I don't pay for Pokemon Home. I have in the past, though. I have, and I paid for Bank, and I bought my Pokemon from, from the games to Bank, from Bank to Home, um, and I still move Shinies across from Pokemon Go, but I only have so many in a basic box. So there's probably people out there screaming, going, well, you don't even pay for the service, so why are you complaining? But the problem is, if it was a good service... I probably would pay for it. Maybe not as much as they want, though, because it's not worth the value that they've put on it. Like the free, like the free box isn't there because they're kind or generous. The free box is there to basically tempt you to get it and then go. Actually, the free box is really limiting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay for it. And once they've got your Pokemon in there, they've kind of got you if you ever want them back. If if they're because, like, my, my Pokemon, I can access the basic box, but I'm pretty sure I can't access anything outside the basic box. So okay. basic box is 30 Pokemon. So I can't go in off the top of my head the last time I checked, and I might be wrong, because it's been so long, but I'm pretty sure I can't go in and retrieve the Pokemon that are, that are not in that basic box, which means that I've got a couple of Pokemon that are now hidden behind a paywall. Here's the thing. Here's why I would have complained, or why I am complaining. Because, again, I don't use Pokemon Home either. but. If they turn around way back in red and blue and said, hey, you can trade across the link cable, which they did, and I didn't have anyone to trade with, so I never used that feature. But if they told me that feature was there, and then it didn't work, Mm. I'd be wound up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what's happened here. They've told us, they've sold you a game and said it will be compatible with this, and it's not. 
Whether you want to use that feature or not, you have been sold X and you have not received it. Mm. The, the whole fact is this is a $60 Pokemon game that is no better, really. Let's let's get down to the nitty gritty. It's no better, really, than the $30 games we were buying for our Nintendo DS. It's worse. It's worse in a lot of ways. It's, 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 worse. it's, it's worse. less, <laughs> it's less can, functional in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can flat out admit I had more fun with some of the games on the 3DS era where I think the 3DS era is where they nailed Pokemon. For, for me personally, they, they nailed Pokemon. And I know that some people might go, oh, there's things in the newer games that are better. I'd agree with that. There are some people that might say, you know what, they should have never moved away from sprites. I can agree with that as well, because some of the sprites, like you've mentioned multiple times in Gen 5, like you have made something flat, made up of pixels, look more alive than fully 3D rendered models in the later games. But like, the, the I'm, I'm ranting now and I've forgotten my original point, but basically I'm, I'm not happy about this at all. And the thing that annoys me is that like, there might be some people out there that went, oh, compatibility with these games is coming on pokemon home i'm gonna upgrade my box only to then see the tweet and go oh right okay and like most other companies would have the decency like when they mess up to go sorry we messed up here's something for you Mm -hmm. whether or not it's free time in pokemon home whether or not it's you know uh, mystery gift items and shiny pokemon whatever it might be like like for me They've just gone, get wrecked, pay me anyway. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Pokemon Masters is one of those games where I play, and every now and again there's an issue. And you know what? The issues don't bother me, because I'm like, I can play this game whenever I want. I don't care. But then they give you, like, 3,000 gems as 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 an apology. You're like, Okay, that's a that's actually a really good apology. You wrote you only had like two hours downtime, and mm. you're giving me all this free stuff. Fantastic! And yet, the the with the mainline Pokemon games from Pokemon Home, it's like oh, there's issues. Oopsie! Like you're you're a company that exists to make money, and part of that is making your customers happy. And what have they done since the release of Gen Nine to make customers happy? Yeah, like 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 the. I'm, yeah, they I'm, haven't they haven't made up for any of the mistakes they've made so far. No, and like funnily enough, I w- when we were doing the the prep for this episode, I looked at uh, I looked at the review on IGN, and they gave it a six, and I was suddenly like, it suddenly hit me that oh, okay, there are companies out there that are starting to not fall for the hype mm. almost, and being very genuine and open. And are we now starting to see people come around to you've kind of taken the mick a little bit now with various things, you know, Gen 9, Pokemon Go issues, Pokemon Home issues. Like, uh, are we finally reaching a, a point where Pokemon is going to start to struggle with certain demographics that just go, I'm kind of done with you? Yeah. I mean... It was kind of building up to Scarlet and Violet. I I was obviously wrapped up in the hype and I did lots of mm-hmm. videos about like, oh, it's going to be amazing and it's going to be great and this is what we can expect and da, da 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 And in my comments, I had so many people going, don't get, don't get excited. Don't get hyped up for Pokemon. They will only let you down. Stop it. And I was like, no, you're so negative. This is, I'm only going off what we've seen. Why would they lie in the trailers? And 
Yeah. I think they broke um, me. I think they've actually broken me this time. Yeah, I I, I kind of have that feeling as well. Let's move on to the next bit of news because the, these three things all tie up together. It's yeah. basically pretty much around Scarlet and Violet, the, you know. Um, so on May the 25th, uh, we got an update uh, 1.3.1. Um, and we had... <laughs> What I, I looked up this patch just because I was like, oh, I was wondering if there's going to be anything, you know, in there that might be worth a discussion. Um, and the article, there's a quote. I'm just going to read it out because it led to more questions. So this patch will fix an issue of competitions that affected uh, Japanese and Korean qualifiers for their national championships and the Pokemon World Championships, causing players to be un- un- unable to see rankings, face against the same opponents repeatedly, and be unable to exit out between battles. This this patch comes ahead of repeats of these qualifying competitions on May the 28th. Which just led us down the rabbit hole of, wait, what do you mean a repeat? So, apparently what happened was uh, there was a, um, uh, in Japan, there was a, a championship that was held on May the 14th, and issues were discovered. Uh, some of the issues included people basically having to force battle against the same players over and over again. And you you mentioned Connor that this leads to a bit of a disadvantage because you can't you can't change your Pokemon. Yeah. So, so basically, like if in a tournament format, you might have a bad matchup, but overall in the meta, your team will do fine. But if you have that bad matchup, and then you're supposed to move on to your next game, but your next game is again against that same opponent, you're gonna have a bad time. If your next game is for some reason still against that same opponent you're going to have an even worse time. And apparently people were having like 10 matches against the same person. Mm -hmm. And some people, because apparently you needed to win. Sorry, you need to be in, I think it was win 10 to qualify. You had to play 10. Play 10. But there were some players that saying, oh, no, I played 10, but they they weren't qualifying for some reason. It was almost like some of the matches weren't being counted and they couldn't figure out why from that article. Apparently some were possibly disconnecting and then it wasn't counting as a full match. And therefore, even though they had wins next to their name, it wasn't a win in a full match. And therefore, this shouldn't have happened. (laughs) No, it shouldn't have happened. And what... What I want us to do is instead of talking about this, I want to like reveal the next piece of news because I think the discussion is going to be the the same for both of them. Okay, uh, yeah. Finish off this one, which is basically sixty four people qualified from that tournament because of all the issues that came up. They are now running another tournament. Everybody who played in that one, um, let me get this exactly right. Defendant votes held to determine the top 64 players of each category will be given the right to participate in the finals and the right to compete in Pokemon World Championship 2023. So it's a big tournament, just in, just in mm. case you weren't aware. Uh, hang on. Where is it? I've lost it now. Uh, Are you finding out when it's going to be held? No, no, no. I want to know okay. where they emailed players and said, we're sorry, we want you to come back. Well, while you're waiting for that, uh, the those who advance the finals, um, which are scheduled to be held on June the 10th and the 11th, which is absolutely frustrating for people that might have booked time off or, 
you know, got got time to play this, and then it gets rescheduled, and suddenly find that they can't, unfortunately, play. It's really how do you mean? Sorry, say that again. Sorry. So I guess what I'm saying is, you've spent time, you've taken a day off or whatever to to take part in this original. It all goes skewing. It's like, oh, now we're going to reschedule it. Well, I'm sorry, but like there might be people that are unable to attend, and they shouldn't. Like, they've had a, pretty much a day wasted. Yeah. Here you go, oh. I found it. The Pokemon Company reportedly told contestants via email that they are planning to hold an additional event on May 28th to grant 64 additional players the right to compete in the finals. So, suddenly the finals just became massive because they've got a bunch of people who maybe deserve to be there that aren't mm-hmm. in it at the moment, and a bunch of people yeah. who maybe wouldn't have got there under other circumstances in it. And like, and competing is, I've never done it, but I imagine competing stressful. is stressful yeah. enough without having to deal with all this on top of it. And you'd like to think the game, Functioned. there weren't any game issues. <laughs> yeah, like, and let's move on to the next one and then we can discuss Skull and Vile in general. Um, so can I, can I, recent- I, I, I sorry, go, I just, because no, you no, made no, a very good point there. This is Nintendo who still shut down companies and groups creating tournaments and creating their own kind of um, network connectivity so that people can play properly. Did you hear about like the Smash controversy and stuff like that? No, what was that? So basically there was a Smash competition. I think it was Melee because it's usually Melee. Um, and usually these tournaments are set up uh, where people show up with a GameCube and you play together. But it was COVID. So they wanted to run the tournament, couldn't have a bunch of people all in the same room. So taught people how to basically hack their system to allow to connect to this network so that they could play via VPN effectively. So the yeah. game thought they were in the same room. Nintendo got wind of this and went, no, you, you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to run tournaments anymore. Yeah, Whoa. shut them down completely. Whoa. And the- yet, they can't get their own freaking systems to work properly. Yeah, that, that is so BS. And like, for, for I'm, I'm going to reveal the next news and then we can just discuss it in general. So um, the recent raid events that spotlighted uh, Great Tusk and Iron Treads, uh, there were a number of players that were reporting getting a strange reward, an item just called none with a pokeball symbol next to it get the item crash the players games and reloading uh seems to have reverted players to their last save um the whole thing absolute mess uh they had to shut down the raid event entirely and strangely the announcement came on the japanese the official japanese twitter account and that was it so there might have been people logging on going i'm gonna get these pokemon only to find out oh i'm not getting these pokemon and the reason I wanted to do this piece of news as soon as possible is so we can just discuss, like, like the the longer Scarlet and Violet is out, the more issues are being found with it. Yeah. And, like, I, I have genuine concern now with the DLC that that will also have a number of issues. Like, Sword and Shield DLC was held up as, okay, it it improved on a lot of the issues with with Sword and Shield. 
I don't think we're going to get that with this. I think what we're going to get with with the DLC is ah, there's a there's a there's load more issues in this, and I can't. And, and and it's a point that I wanted to make earlier, and I'm going to make it now. And I know why they, they don't do it, but why they haven't split off Pokemon um, single player experience from the multiplayer side of things, so you have a consistent online multiplayer experience like showdown for example mm-hmm. where you can quite easily just bring in your pokemon and everything else and throw them and because because you know, it showdown- would have to be connected with home unless you just had a pokemon generator yeah but they, they'll never do that no. and like for the, the skeptic in me is like the reason why they haven't split out multiplayer from the mainline Pokemon games is because they want people that are invested in, in the multiplayer aspect and the championships to buy the to latest continue, game. To continue buying the latest game. And there is a, like, I'm, abs- I'm still amazed that Showdown is still a thing, you know? Like, yeah, I, that's fair. Like, I, because Showdown is ugly as sin, okay? It is, it is, it is not pretty to look at the majority of the time. But it is the it is the perfect Pokemon battle simulator, whether or not it's against single, whether or not it's just testing things, building things, or actually just battling other players. And I, uh, some YouTubers I follow have said that they build teams in Showdown first, mm-hmm. and then once they've built that team and they're happy with it, they then go into the mainline games and and build fine and catch, spend the actual read. time to do it yes exactly and because of all those things it amazes me that showdown is still running especially considering and the only reason i could think it's still running is because pokemon at the moment doesn't have doesn't want to get involved in that because if they shut that down where you're supposed to drive people and more will just you know more of these kind of battle simulators will just pop up so why not just have one that you're like, okay, it's over there. We're just going to ignore it. And um, we know that if people want to compete in multiplayer, they they have to use our official software, which means buying it. But the, the more, like, because like Legends Arceus ran, like it started its issues, but the fact that they removed all that multiplayer element of it and it ran so much better in so many regards... That makes me think: Are they trying to do too much with these games in terms? Of, and, and, and like, I think it's more the deadlines more than anything. But are like, is the scope of the project too much? Are they trying to? Okay, let's do single player. Let's do let's do raids. Let's do you know competitive battling. It's like just slow down. You can't do one of these things right, let alone all three. Yeah, it's it's one of the problems that Pokemon will always have is that so much of it is a holdover from older games. Yeah. So much of it is, well, they expect this, so we need to have it. And I spoke in one of my videos about the fact that Pokemon has to appease so many different kinds of audiences because they're, you know, the grasp is so wide. So you've got the competitive battlers, you've got the shiny hunters, you've got those who are just casual players, you've got those who want a single player experience, you've got those who now want to play with their friends uh, through the story, you've got those who want side quests you've got those who want uh the you know the the tiny little things i want to play pokestar studios again i want a game that's just pokestar studios is that weird no i I, yeah so i understand why the games suffer but it's 
just upsetting that they do. And yeah, it, it, I, it, it's, it's depressing. It's it's actually depressing. I I hate the fact that talking about my favorite game franchise on a weekly basis has made me like it less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with you there. It's it's really to the point where. The DLC, I've got my daughter that keeps asking, like, when are we buying the DLC? When are we buying the DLC? When I, when it's out and I know it works. I'm sorry, and I can't. Like, I, I've, I was the one who sat here and told you all not to pre-order. Don't pre-order the DLC. Especially don't order, pre-order DLC. Yeah, don't do yeah, it. Yeah. And, like, I, I pre-ordered the game. And the, the main reason I pre-ordered the game is because I was doing a series with British and we wanted to publish videos on day one. Mm-hmm. And my internet at the time was so rubbish that I there was no way I could wait until all the reviews came in and then go, right, I'm going to download it because by the time I downloaded it, I was going to make a joke about Pokemon Home would probably be released, but let's be honest with you, it wouldn't. Um, so yeah. I was like, right, I'm just going to do it. But with the DLC, I am in a very privileged position where like, I don't need it. I, I, can, I can wait. And if, for whatever reason, the internet's really... Sorry, if the reviews are really good, I've got a good enough internet to just download. But at the moment, there is, there is... Like, I don't care what they're announcing for that DLC. I have had such a, a buggy experience with the mainline game. Why the heck would I risk buying... Paying, using my money to pay for something that potentially doesn't work or functions badly... Or breaks some, the game further, or breaks the game further, and I and like and, it, and I wouldn't mind if like, you know, if it was a case of okay, right, you've bought the DLC, you have a a five hour window, like in those you know in those five hours playtime, if you decide you know what this just isn't good, isn't worth it, you can get a refund. Like the fact that the majority of digital games now, unfortunately, are are so difficult or impossible to get refunds is an absolute travesty. It's it's an absolute joke. And, like, f- for me, Scarlet and Violet is one of those games where I, I regret paying the 50-odd Full pounds. Price. Yeah, that, that I did. Considering, like, the next week that. it was worth 40. Yeah, and even that is high. That And the reason it's still high is because, well, if you want to play these games, like, Nintendo, like... Yeah, it's, it's the just, Nintendo like, tax. Yeah, like like you can't play these games on any other console, so they don't need to compete. They don't need to like lower the prices because they know. Well, if you want to play it, you're gonna have to pay it at some point. So we'll just, well, it's, we'll just... it's it's getting even worse now. So theoretically, you could play this on another console. You could buy the game, strip the game, you know, make yeah, a ROM yeah, of it, yeah. and then put it on like the Steam Deck or something and run it a lot better. It won't yeah. perform much better. It'll run at 30 FPS locked, which is great. It might even run at 60 FPS with a mod. Cool. Everything will still jutter in the background because that's just the way the game's designed, unfortunately. Mm. But I don't know if you heard about this, but Nintendo shut down Lockpick, which was the um, tool used to make ROMs. Really? Perfectly, A perfectly legal thing to do. You're allowed to make ROMs of your own games and yeah, play them yeah. on other devices. But Nintendo went nope and shut them down. It but it absolutely blows my mind that does because like um there, there was a YouTuber who um and then the so they did Breath of the Wild content. Is this Point they, Crow? 
Point Crow, and he, yeah. he modded the hell out of, like, to the point where, like, it, they managed to get multiplayer in Breath of the yeah. Wild. Like, fair play. If you are able to do that, as a company, I wouldn't shut you down. I'd be contacting them to go, like, can, can you, like, teach us some things? Can we find out a little bit more about how you did this? Not necessarily and- because we want to do this, but because you've got some in-depth knowledge about the game that potentially we didn't have. To the point where, like, it wasn't just, like, it was it was people in the same game interacting with one another. Yeah. And then what happened was that their channel got two strikes and it yeah. was what what which are the strikes? What what type? Con- um So so you get um you can either have a claim monetized claim. You can either have a claim which is a case of I own this, I'm taking yeah. all the money for it. Or you can have a strike, which is, I own it. this, take it down, and yeah. if you would do this again, your channel's gone. Yeah. So they got two strikes in quick succession on two of their videos and had to take it down. And they just, and he just flat out just went, I'm taking down all the Zelda videos and I'm not doing any more of that because, like, I cannot risk my channel yeah. just going. And the which, reason I, which, I the, sorry, which is ridiculous considering that Point Crow is fairly close to Small Ant who is another Twitch streamer and Nintendo content creator, really, who had been doing multiplayer Mario Odyssey for years. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically the same principle, but no, Tears of the Kingdom is coming out. We don't want this to be the new cycle going around Zelda. Get it down. And that's what it came down to. Well, yeah, yeah. And, like, the reason I'm bringing this up is because, like, of the, the rules that are inside um the 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 contract when you when you buy a game when you when you mm-hmm. play like you obviously agree to the terms and conditions and he did flat in like he was very um he was open in in his response going yes it does say that you cannot mod these games mm-hmm. and he was wrong on that it also says that you can't live stream the games yeah because the, the the rules for content creators have been shifted over the years and yeah. they are slightly different now because we had to do the whole like Nintendo content creator team thing. I can't remember what it was actually called. The Nintendo yeah, Partner Program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part- Nintendo yeah. Partnership Program, which was a nightmare for from everybody I've heard who was in it. Because yeah. they just like, hey, can I put this video out? Yeah, we'll 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 look over it and get back to you in like two weeks. It's like, no, the video needs to go out. What are you talking about? So apparently it was just a nightmare. And Nintendo have taken so long to adapt to the world we live in is what it yep. feels like. That was my that was going to be my point. It's like like and they forget so, it's free advertising. Yeah, well that's that's it. Like like I I I don't get the mentality of oh, if people stream these games, they're not going to want to play these games. It's not a movie. They're not streaming a movie. Yeah. Like you, there is there is an experience that you, that you can never get by watching a streamer. You can you can watch it. You can go, oh, they're they're bringing entertainment or value or you know, so yeah, they bring something to that. But you will never like if you just watch a video, you'll never get to experience playing it. And if your game is that good, people will watch that stream and go, oh, this looks really fun. I'm going to go out and buy it myself. And Sony. And Microsoft have been absolutely they have they have you know made mistakes in the past, but they've been really good in terms of 
oh, uh, the streaming thing that's going on that everyone seems to love. Let's integrate that into our consoles. So now, like, I, I streamed from the PlayStation. Like, it was it was so easy just to connect it to YouTube and just go, oh, I'm I'm live. I'm I'm streaming. Like, and yet, like, and backwards compatibility. All these all these quality of life improvements to go. Yeah, you like our games. You like playing our games on our consoles. We're going to help you in whatever way we can to just give you the best gaming experience. Whereas Nintendo, what we typically have is, okay, we're going to give you a really good game right now, but 10 years time, like you probably won't be able to get it anymore unless you can track it down physically for a lot of money. And it just blows my mind that like Nintendo, which is, is supposed to be advertised as... Like, it, out of the three consoles, it's the one that's most child-friendly, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's certainly and, got that image. Yes. And yet, user interface-wise and the ability to just make it fun and open, it's the worst of the three consoles. And I still can't understand why, why Nintendo and the Switch is so backwards looking in so many of its decisions and policies and how it does things and this is like scarlet and violet is another example of like you've got this flagship game series for this console and it's supposed to be a triple a you know experience and we're not getting that and at what point does somebody step in and go, yeah, these games, like, you are you are ruining the image and the reputation of Nintendo up at the top. Sort it out. Well, the problem is that Nintendo's a Japanese company. And I don't know if you heard about this, but a Japanese YouTube... I'll just read the headline to you. Japanese YouTuber might be the first in the world arrested for posting gameplay clips. No. Really? Like, 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 that culture over there in terms of, like, what what it's like for games is so different to ours. And it blows, it absolutely blows my mind. Like, if I created something... And maybe it's different because I'm a I'm an individual, I'm a person, I'm not a company with mm-hmm. assets to protect. But like if I created something and then somebody else was like I'm going to make a video of this. I would be I like, I'm going to take elements of this and I'm going to use it. I'm going to like publish it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to do essays on it. I'm going to, you know, react to it. I'd be over the moon. I like, think this levels. So yeah. I as somebody who is not the biggest fan of I have to be careful what I say here because I don't want to trigger too many people. Lazy reaction content. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sit there and watch somebody watch something else. I don't think you provided anything to that. Yeah. I think for me, a reaction video should be closer to a commentary contra- uh, commentary track than anything else. Yeah. Um. So I... Yes, I think that people should be able to you know, play games and stuff like that online, but I think they need to add something to it. I think especially if you're going to play a game like, I don't know, The Last of Us comes to mind, a very story-driven game. 
and you don't say anything through it you don't give your thoughts on it you're you're you you just play the game and people can just sit there and watch the story i don't think that's okay however that being said there's plenty of uh footage online of pokemon scarlet and violet that is just like the main gyms and stuff that i'm really glad it's out there because it means i can steal it and use it in my video yeah i get that yeah no (laughs) yeah i I get it so it's it's one of those where it's like i kind of need it as a resource but i think what i'm doing is okay with it but what they're doing might not be Mm. is is I'm not saying any of it makes sense, okay? I'm just saying it's how I feel, and the internet's a weird, wobbly place. Yeah, I I would love to have the technical know-how to, you know, get Scarlet and Violet, break it apart, and really dissect the code that sits behind it. Yeah. Just to see how much of a mess it is, because from all intents and purposes... And we knew this from when the game was was released. Like there are many, many issues and bugs in the game, and they seem to be getting worse and worse as things go on. And I don't know if that's a case of either okay, the base game was that broken that whenever we're adding stuff to it, it it will lead to more issues, and we're just constantly firefighting, or it's a case of the company just hasn't got the know-how and they are trying to throw things together that just they haven't got the skills to do skills or the time it's what it, like i think it's, it's a combination of both it's it, yeah it's but... it's one of the two if not both and either way it's it's a solvable problem yeah like just break away from the cycle like break away from the cycle because there is enough, like, I, I, to this day, I still don't, like, I get why the cycle exists, but I think, like, there is enough Pokemon out there that you, you could go, okay, three-year cycle? No, it's five-year cycle now. There is enough Pokemon out there for you to go, okay, right, well, the anime, well, we're just going to do loads of little side adventures. And oh, the thing Pokemon- is, you're talking five-year cycle. You've still got DLC in there. Yep. You've still got spin-off games in there. Yep. What What do you What do you like, need a mainline game every three years for? That That's the thing. You You like if If we're already at a point where we can introduce ten new Pokemon in Legends Arceus and be fine with it, let's just do well, that, that. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Actually. Yeah. That's a That's a really good point. And Legends Arceus for me, it was like. It wasn't like for me, the exciting part of a new Pokemon game isn't, oh, there's a load of new Pokemon here because Legends Arceus proved that because mm. I'd already caught all those Pokemon a dozen times over, except for the, the ones that got added. And, and they were like, only variants. Yeah. And like, and like, it wasn't even like, okay, like the main story is your typical, oh, you're doing the eight gyms and stuff. No, it wasn't any of that either. Like, we got a fresh experience. And it's hands down probably one of the, you know, it's probably in my top five, maybe top three experiences. And I know it wasn't for everyone, but the fact that they took such a risk and were willing to do that. Mm. But the problem is that I think, as always, they're going to take all the wrong lessons away from the the Switch era. 
and I just can't help but wonder why the series has gotten worse on the Switch rather than better. Like the Let's Go games, say what you want about them. You know, they're a rehash. The catching mechanics are, are rubbish. But they are phenomenal at what they do. And they, they, they are actually, as, as execution goes, it's flawless. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, the, amount, the amount of times I've looked back and gone, oh, well, let's go introduce this to the front. Oh, wow, let's go did this really well, actually. Ride Pokemon. There's nowhere, there's no, nothing does ride Pokemon better than let's go. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't. No, no. And, and like, I, I, it's just one of those companies I would love, I would love to be a fly on the wall. I'd love to know what they're discussing, what the issues are. Like, I, I would love to know the employee turnover as well for the Pokemon company, a game freak. I'd Supposedly love... not high, from what I understand. Like, people enjoy working at Game Freak. Right. Because they don't get crunched or anything. As far as game companies go, they look after their own very well. Right. But um, Which is, which is like, and... Which is good, lo- but isn't it a shame? Because a little bit of crunch would have gone a long way. Yeah, don't crunch it's a- employees. It's a really bad no. thing, and we don't support it. But you can maybe see why Game Freak aren't achieving levels. Yeah, like when you see when you like read about you know companies that have crunch. Like the the one the one that comes to mind is uh, is it Rocksteady that do GTA and Red Dead Redemption? Rockstar, like, Rockstar. Sorry, Rockstady's another one, but I can't I can't think who they do. But Rockstar, I don't know. I'm just thinking of Bebop and Rocksteady from like <laughs> Ninja Turtles, <laughs> which funnily enough would look like really interesting paradox Pokemon. Um, yes, they would. But like. The fact that they, whenever, you know, there's a new GTA coming out or Red Dead Redemption and they go, there's always news articles about the crunch is terrible and yet the game that comes out it's is phenomenal. phenomenal. And they it earns them a shed load of money, which makes me think you probably shouldn't have crunched people. And like, there might be some people that actually enjoy the crunches of, well, I'm getting paid, paid extra for that. I'm getting paid overtime. It's great. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I know, always. I know. I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic here. Yeah, um, but like, there will be some people that go, "Wait, I've got a family to get home to. Wait, I've got to work in the office till ten o'clock." Oh, okay, right. Like, like, I guess my point is that crunch ultimately seems to come down to a resource management. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say issue, but it's like it is about resource management, whether or not it's people, time, assets, whatever it might be. Like, Game Freak need to get a handle on their resources. Both in terms of in terms of staff, in terms of what they're planning, what they're doing, and it just feels to me like Pokemon has become this massive behemoth that before doing YouTube content I wasn't aware of, and it's becoming too. It's like it's slowly starting to become too unruly, and it's starting to collapse in 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 on itself. Yeah, I can see that. And and yet people still buy the games, which is the thing that infuriates me the most. And I, I, I realize I'm a hypocrite for saying that because I bought them. the games because I'm one of them, but I am putting my foot down with the DLC. It's, I would need to, I would like literally need to see articles coming out going DLC is a nine out of 10 and maybe while it doesn't address any of the issues in the base game, it is strong enough as a standalone piece of DLC that you can ignore the mainline game and enjoy it. And it but, doesn't break the game further. <laughs> it doesn't break the game further. Nobody's having like game breaking crashes on day one of launch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because yeah. here's the thing, like I I would have been in a position where I was like, no, I must get the DLC, I must get it day one, and I must unlock all its secrets so that I can make videos about it. Yeah. But I've taken a couple of months off of content creation now. It's why we don't do the plugs at the end of the episodes anymore, because I've just not been making anything. And I I know I've I've had to reflect and understand why I burnt out and things like that. And I know exactly what it was. It was we had the DLC trailer come out. Me and Lewis spent three straight days like working nonstop to get a video out, which is like three times faster than our usual turnaround time, if not more. We got it out and it didn't perform. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be trying to rush. I don't want to be trying to keep up with things. I don't want to be trying to be part of the news cycle because I just can't do it as fast as other people. And then I realized I don't have to. Yeah, no, no. Pokemon is a 25 plus nearly 30 year old franchise. There's lots of stuff in there for me to explore. And there's new people finding Pokemon every day. I can be an introduction to them. I can be a deep dive to those who've been with the franchise forever. And I think when I come back, which is going to happen hopefully sooner rather than later, I'm going to take the next couple of weeks and work on some projects. My goal is not to be like, this is what's happening in the game right now. This is searchable. It's going to be, no, this is just evergreen content. Here's stuff about legendaries that's just fun. Here's stuff that you can find five years down the line and it'll be just as interesting as you is the day I uploaded it. Mm -hmm. And that will allow me to go, no, I don't need the DLC. I don't. I don't need it right away. I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. I I, I completely agree with you. Like the yeah, it, it's. I just want to know how we got here. That that's the thing for. I just want to. I just want to know. I just want somebody to like like do a video essay of like, oh yeah, I managed to interview people, and this is what happened, and all we get is conflicting information, and a lot of the time rumors, hearsay, and yeah people discussing things um shall we move on to pokemon ultimate journeys let's do it let's 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 do it let's do it so it's that time again we 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 watched the final two episodes episode 41 heroes unite and episode 42 this could be the start of something big let's start with episode 41 do you think this was character assassination. That's exactly okay. what I think. That's ex- those are the exact words I was going to come out with yeah. as well. I was like, "Do you think this is a character assassination for Go?" Yes, that's exactly what I think this is. Like, it's awful. They treat him so bad. They do. Like honestly, I I was really excited for these last two episodes because it's like Ash has been over here doing his own thing. Go has been over here doing his own thing. We're going to get them coming together, and they're just going to talk about their love of Pokemon their journeys what they've loved doing together but ultimately they have grown as individuals and that means that they they want to go on separate journeys but they will always remain friends mm-hmm. that's what i thought we were getting that's no. what it builds to but it's yeah. not allowed to start there for some reason because we need mm-hmm. some bs conflict in here to drag this out yeah so just for context everyone um ash kind of realizes I'm going to go on this journey on my own. Go kind of realizes, yeah, I think I am going to go on my own journey without Ash, but like, but I'm not going to tell Ash just yet. He, he kind of, he, he, they, there's a moment where he could go, Ash, I'm going on my own journey. And he doesn't say it. 
So Ash comes out and goes, oh, I'm going on my own journey. Go flips out. Has a hissy fit over nothing. Ha- like, like, says so. I can't remember exactly what he says, but I was I like, I guess what? we're not friends after yeah, all. That was it. And I was like, I, was I like, thought Wait. you loved me. And I just cut, like, it blew my mind that that was his reaction. I was like, wait, go. You've been through so much. Like, you you are obviously friends, if not best friends at this point. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that your reaction? And to be fair, the only reason I can think of it is, like, I, I'm pretty sure that he didn't have a lot to do with his parents. His parents are always away, and he probably has a little bit of, like, separation. Yeah, and there's, there's a thing brought up by Chloe. It's like, you don't understand because you're, like, his first friend. You've had yeah. lots. You've said goodbye to loads before. He hasn't. And th- they could have played that. And I'd have accepted it, but they don't do it well because this is the same go who turned around not five, six episodes ago and went, no, Ash, you're not coming with me on this one. I need to do this alone because I have to prove to myself that I can do it without you. No, Ash, I can't come with you to watch you win the goddamn world tournament because I've got to go off on an emergency meeting for Project Mew. We're going off on our own journeys now. Good luck, my friend. We'll come back smiling. How do you go from that to you said you're gonna leave me? <laughs> Shut up! Oh, honestly, it was it was just oh the, the these the, this episode isn't what I thought it was going to be like because the thumbnail I saw was the three of them sitting around a campfire. I thought oh, this is uh-huh. gonna be this is gonna be the nicest episode we have had of just these three reflecting on look at where we were, look at where we got to. And just look at the the experience, how we've all grown as people. And we don't get that. What we ultimately get is, um, yeah, him running off. Cinderace knows exactly how to react with Go and steals his phone and runs off to the point where Ash and, Ash and him end up bumping into one another. Um, and they, they, they talk it through. And Lugia appears. Like, th- that's kind of... Do the they effort. talk and it they- through? Wow. Do you think they talk it through properly? They talk. <laughs> it's been it has been like a week and a half since, since I've watched this, so I can't hundred percent remember. Did, does it get resolved, or is it just kind of oh, let's just leave it as it is? Let's no, not really. I don't think because they purposely don't resolve it in this episode, so that they can have the fight with Lugia and then resolve it after that. Right? They're okay. like, I, I'm pretty sure at the end of this episode, Go goes, "Okay, I I hear you, but I don't forgive you." And it's like, no, no, yeah. no. Oh, go, he, go, He's go, so go. smart and he's come so far. And again, there's ways to play this. There's ways to be like, I don't know how to say goodbye. Mm. I've never done okay. it. And I, ca- and I, I, I don't, I don't want to let you go. There's ways to play that. This yeah. wasn't it. No, th- this, this wasn't it. This is like, this is th- that kind of tantrum and running off is something that you have in the first couple of episodes of journeys, not ultimate journeys, journeys. And then that is almost like, oh, wow, I can't believe he reacted like that. And then you see the growth. This, and then the, the worst thing is, this is the same go that gave away Score Bunny. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't mean it's the, it's, it's the same person who's grown. I mean, no, 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 no. They regressed him to the same go that gave up Score Bunny. Or mm. try to, mm. yeah. It, it, I I honestly cannot. I like. I was just what, and I just remember watching that scene and just being like, "Wait, what just happened? 
Like and and like the the the, the two points I, I've got because I've kind of said everything that I that I can about go at this point. Unfortunately, is I did like the fact that we get to see there's a nice little Easter egg of where we see go in the past and. Uh, we get to see his dad's original Pokedex, like his Pokedex, which is the OG one back from the very first series. So I quite quite enjoyed that. And what I've suddenly realised that this is the this is the episode where it clued in for me. Like, if you want to make a sad scene in the Pokemon anime, easy. You just need a rain far a far east. You need rain, split the party, and sad music. And that is how you get a sad scene in Pokemon. I I now that I've seen it here, I'm like. Oh, that's happened several times throughout the series. We had it in um, when they were doing the rocket thing with uh, Sophocles and Togedomaru. Pokemon mm. ran off to the forest. And th- there was one more. I can't remember when it was. There was at least one more. And I can't remember when it was. So I've kind of like realized that if ever we have a forest episode, there's probably going to be a sad moment. And, we'll and it's going to be raining. The rain. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. Um, this isn't the episode where like Abra's teleporting around, is it? Yes, that that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, because yeah. there's like we get flashbacks to go as a kid, and he's got this Abra that played with him because he's like, "You're lonely. I'm gonna teleport around, and you can chase me, even though I'm also asleep." Um, <laughs> okay, get it. Goes a lonely sure. kid. I know. Goes yeah. a lonely kid. But he's, mm. he, it's made out like Ash is his only friend, as if we didn't just spend an entire season with him and Horace. As if we well, didn't the, just spend the last four episodes with him and Gary becoming friends. Or the last three seasons of, like, him developing the relationship with Chloe. Yeah! Like, Who gets completely sidelined in this whole arc, in this whole, yes, like, two-episode thing. And she's supposed to be moving on to becoming a research fellow in the next episode. It's like, oh, I'm taking on your boys' position, except from I still have school because nobody understands how school works in the Pokemon universe. <laughs> it's fine. But, like, she just... <laughs> she, she, she is left in the position of just going, oh, Ash, you don't understand, go. I, wait, what? <laughs> okay. okay. Sure. Ash, the guy who is so emotionally intelligent, that he can bond with Pokemon that nobody else can mm. doesn't understand Go. It, it's conflict for the sake of conflict, and yes. that's why yeah. it winds me up. Yeah, no, no, com- completely agree. Um, yeah, so the end of the episode, Luger appears, which turns into a raid battle in, at the start of the next episode. I almost got um, wound up with this because uh, I remember way back when we first started watching this, they have the raid battle with Lugia, or they have the battle they do. with Lugia, and I'm like, Ash is the only person who asked to fight. The rest of them just threw out their Pokemon and started attacking. Mm. So they all just threw out their Pokemon. I'm like, oh, have you not? You're not going to? No, they did ask. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They do say, Lugia, let's have a raid battle. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, And during the, ba- <laughs> during the battle, we, we get a couple of like highlights of the battle. The, the, some of the animations are all right. Um. Yeah, there's no background like, work. No, at one point, Go says launch Pikachu in the air, which is basically kick its bum up to propel him upwards. Which right, and okay. then it effectively does vault tackle in the air, except for its quick attack and thunderbolt. Yeah, like, yeah. 
Yeah, the miniature attacks to hit Lugia, and at one point Go throws a Pokeball. And I actually thought this son of a gun is going to catch. I honestly thought he gets a Lugia and like he goes off and explores the world on Lugia. It doesn't. Lugia destroys a cliff, uh, and then Lugia actually saves them. So it's it's like a nice little battle, but like I'm not quite sure what it contributes to they uh, just like lugia is supposed to bookend their friendship is what it's supposed right, to be because right, that's so, why they okay. became friends is because they both rode on lugia okay. and now lugia is back to end their friendship but right. not end it in the way that yeah, i thought it was yeah ending. and their current journey um yeah. okay right that makes sense in the sky the meet hoa which i quite enjoyed that because that is almost like Oh, book ending ash's journey. ash's journey yeah it's like not only um, are we ending go and ash together we're ending ash entirely it's mm-hmm, it's actually mm-hmm. quite sweet yeah um and then we find out that chloe decides to become a research fellow which i'm glad that her arc is kind of ended of what she wants to do mm-hmm. um and then when i thought the episode was ending they come up to the same four-way cross point that Ash leaves all of his friends on. Oh no! I've, I so. Oh before, right. Okay. Sorry. No. So when I thought the episode was ending, was okay. Right. This is the end of the episode, and I hovered over to see how long was left, and we were only halfway through the episode. I was like, "Wait, what happens now?" Team Rocket, who oh yeah, shows up out of nowhere. Show up, well, it's not even that they show up out of nowhere. What well, they do, but it's the fact that like we they just they <laughs> cuts the Team Rocket basically going to Giovanni, going, "We found the most powerful Pokemon. We can get it whenever we want." And and I thought this was honestly like their segue out of okay, right, we're not going to go for Pikachu. We're just going to mm. like make up that we can get this powerful Pokemon whenever we want. And Giovanni's just there going. I, yeah, okay, I I got you. Like you, you can't. You're not up to this. But go off and do your own thing. You, you're relieved of duty. But no, they they surprise they surprise Ash and go. And I I honestly thought we were gonna get an emotional moment of Team Rocket going. Listen, we were never truly serious. Sorry about everything. Like this, you go off on your journey. We're quitting. We're going off and doing it. But no, they they do what they always try to do and steal Pikachu to to some success. Actually, um, like they catch it in that little glass Pokeball, Pokeball that can which, yeah. And then more Pico breaks it as more Pico does break things. Thunderbolt flies. Tries off. to eat it for some reason. And I'm just like, all right, that was some time filler, wasn't it? Yeah, that's all that was. There was no emotion no. in there. There was no. no wrap up of their story this no. was quite clearly we just needed to fill like 10 minutes because let, let's not forget like ash and pikachu are the the two that have been in the anime the longest and in the most episodes it wouldn't surprise me if team rocket were the are second. second second in that yeah. list and we we i don't know what are in these extra 12 episodes that we get and i i hope we get something with team rocket I've got a feeling this might be the last we see of Team Rocket. I think I really... they do get a full episode to themselves to send off. Oh, thank you. Okay. I, right, I, okay. I, from what I've read, that is well and truly they get a send off. Okay. Whew. Right. I'll I'll part the bus with Team Rocket there then, because I was okay. disappointed, but like if they have a if something else happens, then great. Um and then we get like like you say the crossroads. So what was the point you were making about the crossroads? So the crossroads is where in at the end of the first series, Ashbrook and Misty all left on that crossroads. It was a really oh. beautiful moment and like really tear jerking. 
And they come up to it, and I'm like, all right, this is it. This is where they say goodbye. And Ash is like, all right, I'm going straight ahead. And go then goes, yeah, me too. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Why are we here? Why is this happening? This is literally... This is nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and you get and you get to another like fork in the road where there's only two ways to go. And Ash is like, if I say where I'm going, he's just gonna say he's going my way too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At the same time, go. Which way are you going? And they point in opposite directions. And it's like, okay, now we say goodbye. Yeah. Then. Yeah. We saying goodbye. <laughs> All right. We're saying goodbye. They say goodbye. They go their separate ways. Go gets all upset. And then Ash is just like six inches above him. Like, hi, we'll always be friends. Stop yeah. being an idiot. Get over yourself. On it, on it, like, I just like the fact that these two, this is the send off for these two. And this is how it goes is. It just gets dragged I, on and it's unnecessary. It's, it's And it's got no bad. emotion. No, it's got it's, no emotion to it. It's, it's, it really hasn't like, like, I, I'm never a fan of montage episodes, but this kind of feels like if you, like you, you gave us two episodes of d- not even nothing, but like like the characters devolved, like just have them around a campfire, montages like showing the past, the adventure they went on, and then both all of them coming to the realization of like, oh wow, like we had an amazing journey together, and now we're going to go off on separate journeys. But that doesn't mean we're not friends anymore. Like we will see each other again. Like that—that that is how you you do this send off. You don't like they just just like you say like the character assassination of of Go, but also just like the wrap up of these stories was so just ham fisted. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the like yeah. Um, and the, the yeah. I don't know what more I can say to be quite honest with you. I would love to do a review of the anime because there have been some really high highs, some absolutely terrible lows. There's been baffling decisions. It's it's the like, and like, I would love to go back and watch the original anime now because I've got a feeling that like, I think of that through, you know, nostalgic. Oh yeah. It's not good. Lenses. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'd imagine a lot of the issues that I've pointed out in journeys over the three series I would have the same issues with the the original Pokemon anime now. Uh, yes, but uh, f- okay. Here's the problem: is that I think they're very different products. Mm-hmm. So, the original Pokemon anime was straight up just a. It was an advertising campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. It was designed to be like get get kids into Pokemon, show them what Pokemon are about. And yeah, we have lots of nostalgia for it. We thought Charizard was cool. And it had really nice character moments in it. And I think we can think back to a lot of them. But it had a lot of dumb moments as well. Yeah. And lots and lots of filler episodes. But, you know, it it wasn't trying to wrap up a 25-year-long story. That's That's the difference, is you weren't trying... Yeah, I don't know. There's maybe I'm looking at it through nostalgia, but I distinctly remember the colors and things making me feel more emotions at the time than this series mm-hmm. has. And I'm not somebody who's like I'm I'm older now, so I don't get emotional. No, I get more emotional now. I yeah, cry no, at so much stuff. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. It is. 
<laughs> yeah, it yeah, I I I'm looking forward to seeing these 12 episodes because like for me, like I I think what I was expecting in these last two episodes is what I'll get in the in the wrap up and send off. But like that's the wrap up and send off of Ash's journey. This should have been the wrap up and send off of Go and Chloe. Yeah. Doesn't feel like that. Like unfortunately, um, the the only highlight I've really got is the mont the the montage in the credits at the end. Why? Because we, we could see Ash meet Butterfree again. Ash meet Butterfree and Go meeting Misty, who loves Intellion. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. And Hop gets an appearance in the credits as well. Hop, Hop, who's been in like three episodes and should have been the second. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Hop, get, Hop gets battered by B whilst Leon watches in his new gear. <laughs> like, oh, poor Hop, poor Hop. Um, should should we move on to the guessing game? Let's do it. Who's running it this week? Because we both brought, we both brought some. Right. Should we? Do you both want to do it? I can do. Let's let's both do. Do you want to do all of what? mine then all of yours or one each? Ooh, don't know. Can we keep track? We'll do one each. Th- uh, let's do what? Let's do one each. I'll let you start first. Okay. So my first Pokemon. Is, oh, we better make sure our Pokemon aren't the same. Yeah, I've got Abra, Pikachu, Lugia. I've got Lugia, Pikachu, who and Ho. All right. Well, let's see how many of these you read then, shall we? <laughs> let's let's okay. So let's start with Lugia. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it only has like three Pokedex entries across all of them. Okay. It is said to be the guardian of the seas. It is rumored to have been seen on the night of a storm. It is said that it is... So second entry. It is said that it quietly spends its time deep at the bottom of the sea because its powers are too strong. And the third one. It is said that when its song is heard, a terrifying storm will shortly form above the ocean. Ooh, number three? Yeah, and it's number three. Go on. Okay, How many okay. of those I'll... did you have written down in yours? Okay, right, I'm going to go from my Lugia one. You ready? Uh-huh. Right, so, number one. It it spends most of its time in the air or the oceans, as using its wings on land will cause terrible destruction. Uh-huh. Number two. Lugia's wings pack devastating power. A light fluttering of its wings can blow apart regular houses. As a result, this Pokemon chooses to live out of sight, deep under the sea. Mm-hmm. Third and final entry. It sleeps in a deep sea trench. If it flaps its wings, it's said to cause a forty-day storm. Yeah, it's the first one. It's, it's just the first one. Well done, well done. It's well quite done. good that we didn't end up with the same ones. No, that's pretty good. It's just yeah. a shame that we read through them all. <laughs> it is indeed. Let, let's okay, right? What one all? Let's do Pikachu so, next. To yeah? be fair, I okay. didn't read through all the Pikachu ones. Okay, because there's so many. There's so many. So I only pi- I literally went. That looks weird. That looks weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go on right. then. No, you, you, go no, you do Pikachu. You do Pikachu. You want, you I went go? first okay. last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, entry number one. It occasionally uses an electric shock to recharge a fellow Pikachu that is in a weakened state. Entry number two. A pair may be seen rubbing their cheek pouches together in an effort to share stored electricity. And the third and final entry. A plan was recently announced to gather many Pikachu and make an electric power plant. That's hilarious. Okay, <laughs> so so I'll be real with you. The first one's one that I wrote down as well. Um, okay. So it's two or three. I'm going to go with number two. You're correct. That, okay. that one is actually Pachirisu. Oh, wow. Fair play. That's, that's clever. 
Thank you. Okay, so my Pikachu one, it occasionally uses an electric shock to recharge a fellow Pikachu that is in a weakened state. I think that's true. Okay. <laughs> Number two. If Pikachu does not discharge its stored electricity frequently, it can fall ill. And number three, this intelligent Pokemon roasts hard berries with electricity to make them tender enough to eat. Oh, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to go with number three. No, it was number two. No, okay, right. Well done. You are you are winning. You are winning at the moment. The score is two to one. Uh, you're going first on the Ho-Oh one, right? Third and final Pokemon is yeah. Ho-Oh. So okay. first entry. Ho-Oh's feathers glow in seven colors, depending on the angle at which they are struck by light. These feathers are said to bring happiness to the bearers. This Pokemon is said to live at the foot of a rainbow. Dex entry number two. That was all one? That was all one. It's, Its feathers glow in seven colors, depending on the angle at which they are struck by light. Legends say that anyone who witnesses Ho-Oh shall have their deepest desires fulfilled. And Dex entry number three. A legend says that its body glows in seven colors. A rainbow is said to form behind it when it flies. Oh, I kind of think you've put number one in there is a... Look at all this information. It's obviously true because it's in one of the... I'm going to go number one. It was number two, unfortunately. It was number two. Okay, well done. So you have officially won, but can you guess? Can you do? Can you guess which one is the fake one for Abra? Entry number one, it can read others' minds and will teleport away when danger approaches. You must clear your mind if you want to catch it. Entry number two, this Pokemon uses its psychic powers while it sleeps. The contents of Abra's dreams affect the powers that the Pokemon wield. Ooh, I like final. that. Mm. And the final entry, it makes up for its frail body with a dangerously high level of psychic prowess. Okay, so... I like the second one a lot, but I've never heard anything about it. And I feel like I would have done. So I'm going to go with the second one. It was the third one. It was the third one. Well done. It was the third one. Well done. I was like, it might be the third one, but that could also be like a red deck entry. Well done. Well, so it was... 2-1, 2-1, right? 2-1. You got, yeah. you got two, I got one. So well done, well done, Connie. Um, Shall we move on to comments and questions? Let's do um, it. So, because uh, we've not got a huge amount of time, uh, we're just going to do the one and we'll roll over the net over question to uh, last week. It's the next week. So now that we're reaching the end of the series and all the story arcs are concluded for the most part, which of, which of all the Pokemon companion characters do you believe had the weakest story? story arc and that comes courtesy of tony oh the weakest story arc um stragonite because it didn't I, really have yeah. one yeah okay i mean what I, it, what what like what arc did it have or dracovish actually dracovish really didn't have an arc it just kind of got glowy at the end yeah but Drac, like yeah you are right neither of them had a defined arc but Dracovish, I can forgive a little bit because it was there as the obvious comic relief. Yeah, I can see you. Whereas Dragonite, what what did it fill in either the story or Ash's team? And unfortunately, Dragon Dragonite is, and it's strange because Dragonite was the first mon he caught. Yeah, and then they did nothing with its character ever. 
Like no, it went up against Iris's Dragonite. But that was that was about it. And like for me, the character arc should have been like, oh, like you you this Pokemon isn't the fiercest, it's not the strongest, but it has a kind heart and there is a value in that. Mm. Like that that's what that's what it should have been for me. But like I like fair play on it. Like when I was reading that out, I was like, ooh. Ash, go. Who, who am I thinking of? In the, oh, sorry, the, I did think that because I was like Pokemon companion, so I was thinking a companion yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking. No, you are. No, you are right. I've misread it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Dragonite, unfortunately, is the one that got. Yeah, got really signed. Like, like Pikachu probably wasn't up there. Like, you know, Lucario surfetched. They tried had, to do the thing with Pikachu. They tried to make yeah. Pikachu jealous of Riolu, and I did not like but, that. No, but Pikachu, I don't think it was weak. I just didn't like it. Yeah, but like with Pikachu as well, it's been there for that long that like I would rather see character arcs for the other five Pokemon than Pikachu yeah. because if it was just like, oh, it's Pikachu again. He like how many more stories can you tell with this? This and, and for me, the art the, like the the character arc of Pikachu is like. It's more about the bond of, like, the bond between him and Ash. Like, he has all these bonds with all these other Pokemon, but none of them are strong or ever will be as strong as his bond with the first Pokemon he ever he ever got. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, Dragonite, unfortunately. Yeah. Gengar a had a lot of fun. Surfetched had a lot of fun. Yes. Lucario, obviously, was, like, the Ooh. main character. Uh, there's Pikachu, obviously. Um, Dracovish. As, as you said, I don't think it had an arc, but it filled its role well, whereas I don't think Dragonite even filled its role well. So yeah, well, it's Dragonite. Role, it, yeah, role, its role wasn't really defined, I don't think, no. fortunately. If you, if um, you want to know about like people companions, it's Chloe. It's, it was always going to be Chloe. Yeah, and that's just because she didn't get a lo- lo- she, lot of yeah. time. Introduced really late, and there was a lot of, ooh, what's she going to do, which... Like, and I don't kinda... think the path she went on really led her to where she got to. No, I think at the end it is very much just like, oh yeah, we need to tie up this loose end. Like, what does Chloe want to do? And it's like, oh, okay, so she ended up doing, I think, what a lot of people thought she was going to do anyway. Yeah. yeah. If you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, by leaving it on our Discord channel, by using the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter. And that is the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at CapFidget. I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter. As for the Golden Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Golden Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast Potter. See ya! See ya!